So good. So, so good. Well, here we are again. It's you and me and them and us. Her too. Yep. All by myself. Don't want a podcast. All by myself anymore. So that's about all I have for this week. Uh, there was a lot of things I felt like I had to say, and then turns out I'm sitting here and none of them are coming to mind. Uh, well, there's one thing to share. I, every winter in Winnipeg, um, which is north of North Dakota for you Americans, so it's probably startling to you that anyone lives there, and it is bare tundra. Like, there's no... There's nothing up here. It's really not worth the drive. But we do have an Ikea, so suck a dick. Uh, every winter comes to a complete and total surprise to me. It's as though I've never lived here during a winter before. Like every time it snows, I'm like, oh, well, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna last long, right? It's not gonna get that cold. A little, little chilly. Maybe need a sweater. But then sometime in late December, early January, it occurs to me that this is going to be life till the middle of April. Maybe the end of April some years. Uh, and every year it comes to a fucking complete surprise to me, and I don't know why. I've lived here my whole fucking life. You'd think I'd be used to it. Um, yeah, so when it gets this cold, uh, actually Tuesday, I think it was minus 50-something, and that's pretty much the same for Fahrenheit, if you're wondering, because somewhere down there around minus 30 or minus 40, it evens out. I think we talked about this last time. And, uh, yeah, it was apparently, according to the news... We were in Winnipeg. Uh, the temperature was colder than it is on Mars. On fucking Mars. On Mars. Like, can you can you grasp that? And I had to work all day. And not only did I have to work all day, I'm just going to bitch just a little bit. Just a tiny little bit. I show up for work. Five other people don't. And they decide to make the most junior people stop what they're doing not take out their roots and move to the roots that have two days worth of mail because there's just not enough bodies to cover all these vacancies because apparently all those other people are startled by how fucking freezing it is here this winter as well because none of us remember last winter or the winter before that or the winter before that and so on and so forth. So I had to move to a route with double the mail, which fucking sucks because then the next day I had to go to my route and guess what? Double the mail. Super. It's just just super but there's there I did you know you, you learn to cope it gets cold you learn to cope and I decided to use jelly beans as a reward system because I'm a gerbil and when I get to the end of the maze I get to have fucking jelly beans and I'm fat so fuck off uh the mistake I made I think I think the mistake I made was trying to eat them frozen while I was walking because when jelly beans freeze, they become a real hard. They become quite, quite, uh, quite hard. So I'm walking along as fast as I possibly can, right? Because it gets dark here at like 2.30 in the afternoon. Okay, not really, but you know, like fuck. It gets dark and it gets cold a real fast. So I'm chewing these jelly beans and uh, I, I start to choke on one. <laughs> I, I inhaled a little sharply 
and uh, and I choked a little bit <laughs> myself walking down the street. And all I can think of was that movie Seven and the glutton. It's like I'm so gluttonous. I couldn't possibly wait until I'm finished work. I have to I have to eat while I'm walking because I'm a big fat fucking idiot. So I'm walking down the street and I've got like I think I had about fifteen jelly beans in my mouth. <laughs> I was trying to breathe really hard because I'm fat and I'm out of shape and it's hard to walk really fast while you're carrying d- fucking two days worth of mail. So I did one of these <gasps> and then I did this <clears throat> and it came up, thank God, because <laughs> that would have been really fucking embarrassing, right? To die of, of being fat, basically, to die of gluttony is just so sad. Yeah, so that uh, that's my week in a nutshell. And then my fucking kid won't sleep still. He went a few nights sleeping, but now he's getting up at two in the morning. And then I'm like, okay, Malcolm, it's time for bed. It's time for bed, Malcolm. And he said, no, no sleeping, no. So I slapped him in his little bitch mouth. No, just kidding. Child abuse jokes aren't funny. I think we just covered this last week as well. You know who is funny? Hmm? Hmm? Do you want to hear from Rose? Perhaps? I like her theme song. I love it. It's jazzy. I love it. Joan Jett? Smoking hot. She's the original Shane. No one knows what that means except for the lesbians. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Who can turn the world on with a smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem Hey everybody, this is Rose. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. I'm so fucking glad it's over. I hope Santa was good to you. Um, He obviously loves me best because one of my favorite presents that I got was a medical model of um, some bronchial sections. Uh, One is a normal bronchial section. Another is a hypersecretion section. Another is a section of swelling. And another shows you what uh, muscle spasm looks like in a bronchial chamber. So um, hooray! Santa loves me best. I have some bronchial chambers. I love medical things. Um, So anyway, uh, this question is going to be basically what are you happy to be leaving behind in 2013 and what are you looking forward to in 2014? Um, I'm looking forward to leaving behind the following in 2013. Um, I will no longer have to watch idiots with Confederate flags regularly gather and march around like the impotent racists that they are. Um, I'm also always especially confused when women are included in this and because there are a couple of women that also march with the dudes carrying Confederate flags and some of them in their little Civil War-y type uniforms. Um, I really don't understand why the women participate because even for a white woman in the 1860s, life was not great. You were your property. So you're basically marching around going, hey, hey, as if my life as a woman in Virginia doesn't suck enough now in the 20th century because we haven't entered the 20th century here. I really wish I hadn't like they did in the 1860s. Fucking idiot racist cons. Um, I'm also, hi, I'm also looking forward um, to leaving behind being told at work to bow my head in prayer to our Heavenly Father. 
Um, Because, yeah, that happened at one of our Christmas breakfast meals last week. All of us gathered in a room, and our manager told us to bow our head in heavenly prayer so he could lead us in a long blessing to our Heavenly Father, Um, which I just kind of thought was pretty arrogant and presumptuous of him. And uh, because I don't work at a church. This isn't a church. So that's just creepy and weird. Like, that's just fuck fuck it was just fuck um and the other thing we are here in virginia um that i'll be leaving behind is that even the group of transgendered women that i've gotten to know um are conservative christian um or in one case one's a messianic jew um and some are also tea partyans which the tea party is just like even more fucked up and ignorant and backwards and and entrenched and digging the deepest hole of ignorance that they can. And I understand that transgendered women are really glad to have a hole, um, but that's just kind of the wrong one to dig is, is a tea party conservative one. So I'm looking forward to leaving that behind um, because seriously, only in Virginia would the transgendered women be fucking more conservative than 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 even some of my coworkers. So fuck, 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 fuck. Um, so um, why am I able to leave all that behind? Because in 2014, which is what I'm most looking forward to, I am moving back to Portland, Oregon, where I belong. And I say that, like I said, I think as a native Virginian, um, I can shit on my own state as much as I want. I'm from the northern part. I've lived in the southern part. And it's all just as backwards now in 2014 as it was more backwards than than when I left it uh, back in 91 or 92 or whatever. It's just it's staggering how how little forward motion there has been here and how much backward motion there's been. Um, anyway, Jesus Christ, that got, ooh, we got serious. Ooh, forward motion, backward motion, and it's not sex or sports talk. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that, people. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be moving back to Portland. Um, I already put in my PTO at work for the month of May. Uh, for the month. Fuck, I wish a month. For a week in May where I'm going to be going apartment hunting, only they don't know that at my job. They think I'm going back for a wedding because all ladies love weddings. So that's the easiest lie to do. And that's another thing I'll be happy to be leaving behind is fucking living a lie. I've been living a lie ever since I took the job. I took the job knowing I was leaving the job because it was an easy job. It was a, it's a stress-free job, like the task itself. Uh, so it's a super easy one to walk away from, but it also has really great benefits and everything in case I did end up getting stuck here. Um, so... Win-win for me, even with Bambi. Ooh, and speaking of, of Bambi, um, this is a separate thing. She, uh, she was really worried yesterday because her son is going on a hunting trip. And I assume that because she has an arsenal of guns at home, as I've mentioned before, that her son had been raised around hunting. And so she wouldn't be nervous. And her son's like in the fucking Marines now too, but she's scared about him going hunting. And I'm like, well, wasn't he raised in hunting? And she's like, no, no, we did not raise my son to hunt because, well, you know, the whole Bambi thing. I just, whenever I see a deer, I think of Bambi and I'm like, oh my God, my head almost exploded. But I peed myself. And like a hunter, I'm sure my pee means I'm being tracked. So there we go. Um, I'll be leaving that behind. So um, 
that's that's kind of kind of it. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to moving to Portland. Um, I think as much though or more than that, I'm just really looking forward to not living a lie. Because um, you know that line game where you say two out of three things. Well, you say three things, and two of the things are supposed to be true, and one of the things is supposed to be a lie, and the other person is supposed to try to guess which thing is the lie. Um, I was always really bad at that because I can't come up with a lie off the top of my head. So this would be me. Like, I have to say three things now, and two of them are the truth, and one of them are a lie. So the things I'm saying are, at one point in time, uh, Nick Cave nodded off on my shoulder while we were watching Midnight Cowboy. Um, I've known Henry Rollins since he was Henry Garfield scooping ice cream uh, and in SOA before he was in Black Flag. And I dated Julianne Moore's brother for two years. Um, now, the thing is, all of those things are actually true because I couldn't think of a lie off the top of my head um, to try to fake you out with. So there you go. Um, I'm really looking for, like, just the fucking huge relief. I can't even make it funny. I cannot even make the weight of this fucking albatross of a lie that I've been carrying and dragging around, like, just a, an ugly yoke of scrotum around my neck. I can't even make it funny. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to moving in 2014 and I'm looking forward to um, getting through the next few months between here and there and if you don't have anything to look forward to in 2014 then that's your resolution your resolution is to find something to look forward to plan something I don't care how small it is to look forward to something that just breaks up your routine that gets you back in touch with yourself Portland getting in touch with yourself. I don't care how you touch yourself. It's 2014, bitches. Happy New Year. Hang on. Hold on. Hang on. Hold the phone here. You dated Julianne Moore's brother? Seriously? Did you ever walk in on her naked? Any chance of that? I could I can even piece it together just from your from your accidentally walking in on her. I can I can turn that into some kind of masturbatory tool. If you, if you let, if that ever, I mean, hypothetically happened, you could just pass along that information and it, I'd keep it secret. I mean, I wouldn't tell anybody. It's just for, just for me. What is it with redheads? I don't know. Anyone that's like a fucking albino fair just drives me crazy. I think I have a thing for vampires. I don't know. Anyway, very good segment. Very interesting. I'm really excited that you're going back to Portland where you belong. Portland? Portland? That's where you should be. That's the kind of place that you belong. Just, but uh, as far as that other shit that you were saying there, I think uh, I think as far as things go, like as far as I'm, things I'm happy to leave in 2013. I don't know. I think I'm I'm happy to leave 35 pounds in 2013. Like I'm still I'm still chubby, but I'm just like normal mom chubby now. I'm not like roll me down a hill on my big fat gunt chubby. I mean, don't like my body's still fucked. I think it's just always going to be ruined. Like my stomach is just, uh, my belly button just looks like a grumpy old man. It looks like the grumpy cat. It's like, hmm, thanks. Like, I don't even mind the stretch marks because, who cares? It's just the sagging belly, like the jiggling, loose-skinned, sagging belly. I guess that's bothering me most. I can even handle the mom jeans because I mean, the mom jeans—they lift, they suck in, they tighten. But man, it's just, it ain't never going to be the same, y'all. You know what I'm saying? It ain't never going to be the same. 
yeah, so I've lost some weight, but I think I think I need to lose at least 10 more pounds, like probably really 20, but I'd love to just settle in at 10, 10 more pounds and eat whatever I want and be happy and fat, like chubby, you know? That's all I really need. I know I make a lot of fat jokes, but it's not because I'm insecure. It's because I think they're funny. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I, it, had I watched myself choke on that jelly bean because I'm so fat, um, I think I would have laughed my fucking face off. So having said that, you know, it's cool. Fat jokes are awesome. But for 2014, I'm really psyched. I really want to be a dad again. I really do. I really, really do. I really hope Sarah gets pregnant uh, easily. And I'm really excited about that. Although my fucking kid, I love that handsome little devil. We got him a haircut today. He looks so cute and he's so smart and he knows shapes. I didn't know. I re distinctly remember being a kid and nobody loved me. I was the forgotten child. I was the child who had Christmas stolen from her, like you heard last week. And uh, no one really talked to me much. Like my mom, I think was, how old was she when she had me? Was she 36? Yeah. My mom was 36, so she was already exhausted. And between me and my eldest sister, there's 11 years age difference. And then me and my cunt middle sister. Oh, do I have a story for you guys? Okay. Uh, I'm going to forget what the hell I was just talking about. Uh, but my point was that I re distinctly remember being in nursery. So you'd be how old then? Four? Do you be four in nursery? They don't have nursery anymore. Anyway, you'd be four. And I remember sitting on a play structure and the teacher asking me what the shapes were in the play structure. And I had no idea. I didn't know what a triangle was. I, I remember this because I remembered a great deal of shame about not knowing that what the shapes were. So... My kid has a shapes book. And then today I put my coffee cup down on the leather ottoman and I lifted it up and he looks at me and he goes, mama made a circle. And I was like, oh my fucking God, please be smart. Jesus Christ, please, <laughs> please. I want to have my diapers changed in a nice place. Don't send me to Shady Pines, man. I can't, I can't box. I can't box a big black woman who comes in my room thinking it's hers. I can't. Dementia is for the strong. The weak, anyone cognitive, they're going down. They're going down. Uh, what the fuck was my point? What were we talking about? Hang on, hang on. Cognitive, dementia, shady pines. Oh, my sister. Okay. Right. She's fucking crazy. So I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. This show's going to be a little bit longer than the other ones because apparently this beer tastes good. Uh, okay. My dad is dead. Uh, we didn't have a great relationship growing up. He was an alcoholic and that's helped mold me into this douchebag loser that you that you're hearing here I'm just kidding I'm fucking awesome you know it I know it we all know it modesty is for for fools really uh yeah so he was a drunk and he was mean like he was violent and not much fun a lot of the time but then at some point I think I was I think I was 12 or 13 like he had some kind of crazy alcoholic seizure and the, anyway I don't want to get into it too much because there's a lot of feelings and I don't really feel like feeling feelings right now um, but he had some crazy seizures, so he had to quit drinking like cold turkey, right? So he was a little bit less of an asshole then. Um, but he had a sister, like, estranged. They, she was just a fucking raging cunt, like just a mean old bitch. And I never met her. I don't even think I heard her name the majority of my life. Um, I didn't even know he had a sister. Like, that's how crazy it was, because they would get into fights. And I asked him, I said, why don't you talk to your sister? And he said do you know how your sisters treats you? And I said, yeah. And he said, they're exactly the same. And I didn't know what that meant exactly until his funeral. And my aunt who hadn't 
really been in contact with us at all, showed up at the funeral and we made sure to make her feel welcome. We thanked her in the eulogies and all that kind of shit. And I think my mom felt really bad, you know, like, I don't know, my mom's really sweet, but she goes up to her and she said, hey, you know, you can come in the limo with us because we all had limos, you know, you can come in the limo with us and we'll catch up and all this stuff. And she said, no. And my mom's like, no, come on. Like, there's space for you. You're welcome to come. And she pushed my mom. (sighs) So after she pushed my mom, like, I just, I really wanted to punch her in her fucking wrinkly old face, but I didn't for whatever reason. I think it was because I was drunk. We just like walked away from her. But what she did was they were, the procession with my like dad's casket was heading out of the church. So what does she do? After this incident with like immediately following this interaction with my mom where she pushed her, she storms out of the church ahead of my dad's casket and sticks it to him one more fucking time. Awesome. That's great. That was a, that, that showed me what my dad was talking about and why they hadn't talked for 30 years. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because my sister is a fucking mean, mean, mean woman. There's something that happened to her in the last like 10 years that made her extra crazy. Like I used to look up to her when I was younger. She was really good looking. Always like she worked out. She had, she was in great shape and she would call me like really mean names. And you know, when you're like 13 and you can just be smashed, you know, just your whole self-esteem can be smashed in a sentence. She was able to do that like on a dime. Oh, she just knew how to just make me want to die. Bitch, fuck you. So this past winter, actually almost a year ago, exactly, Malcolm was, I think, six months, and it was really cold out. Yet again, shocking, Winnipeg, January, what the fuck, right? Or maybe it was December. So she she had an entire driveway to park, like, huge. It's like, there's a side pad so you could fit four cars and then one on the side pad. You could fit five fucking cars on this driveway. Where does she park? Right behind my car to block me in. There are a lot of things I can take, you know? I'm really mean and impatient a lot of the time, but there's something about boxing me in on purpose when it's that cold and I have a tiny baby that makes me angry. So I'm not defending my actions. I was really mad and I started yelling, can you just move your goddamn car? Like a fucking psycho, because I'm a fucking psycho too. We had the same family, same parents, we're both crazy. And she wouldn't answer me. Said it three more times, she wouldn't answer me. So finally I get really fed up and I took her big fucking Sorel ridiculous boots and I threw them down the stairs. And I was like, can you move your fucking car right now? Cause I had just had it, it's been five minutes. I have to go, my kid's like whiny, it's time for him to sleep. It's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And uh, still nothing. So I'm stomping around, I'm stomping around, I'm stomping around. And eventually she comes upstairs and she's like, I was on the phone with the fucking government. Like she's like a CIA officer, like get the fuck out of here. You weren't talking to anyone, you're just making me crazy. And she screamed really loud, like not at the top of her lungs, but really fucking loud. So then Malcolm, Malcolm starts screaming. He's crying because he's scared, right? She startled him. So something happened. I don't know what it was. And I am like, when it comes to physical violence, I am the least confrontational person physically. Like I'll argue with you. I'll be a bitch. I'll turn on a dime. No problem. But there was something that happened when she screamed and Malcolm cried. There was something in me. I don't know if it was the progesterone. I don't know what happened, but something clicked. And I was, I charged her. I don't know what my plan was. Had she like put up her dukes and wanted to like, you know, go at it, have some fisticuffs. I don't know. I don't have a plan for that. 
But anyway, she's standing there and I'm like right in her face, like maybe three inches from her fucking face. And I said, if you ever make my fucking kid cry again, I'm going to end you or something like that. Something dramatic, like something, something that like Sylvester Stallone would say when he wasn't all weird looking and full of, full of whatever the fuck's in his face, Botox or whatever. And then I punched the wall right by her head. Now, I'm not saying I'm proud of my actions. I'm actually ashamed of them. But there was something that happened where the mama bear thing kicked in. And I've told this story on the last podcast I did. But in case you missed it, there it is. So we haven't talked since that point. So that's a long story <laughs> to get to the point that we haven't talked and she is just like my aunt and she's mean like she sends me texts like oh I hope I hope you're the one that finds uh, mom's dead body and stuff like that it's just like you're crazy and mean and I told her I'm like that was the last straw for me I said you know what I'm blocking your text and she says oh I hope Sarah leaves you I can't wait till this all blows up in your face and Malcolm's not really her kid and all this stuff it's just like oh you're just you're just mean and I don't know if I've mentioned it, but she's dating a 70-year-old man, and I think she's 39. Maybe she's turning 40 this year. Like, you are just a world of crazy. So there's that. And then this year, I happen to go there uh, New Year's Eve. And we've had run-ins before. Like, we've been in the same room together before. I've not acknowledged her existence. And in passing, while we were in the same room, she says to my mom that Malcolm, my son, looks like a cousin of ours um, before that cousin looked like a monkey. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck does that mean? That he's going to look like a monkey? Like, sorry, I just burped. <laughs> I don't know. She's just fucking crazy and mean for no real reason. So New Year's Eve this year, she's like, oh, you're here. And I didn't talk to her. And a minute went by and she's like, oh, I guess we're just never going to talk again. And I said, we will talk when you apologize to me for the way you treated me and she said oh about last year and I said yeah and she said well I was on the phone with Health Canada and you threw my boots down the stairs and I said you parked immediately behind me so I couldn't leave what did you think was going to happen and she's like wait well you know what you did that you threw my boots down the stairs and I had a reaction and that's how I reacted it's like oh my god and then she turns on the tears and like there's this weird like <laughs> you know like the cry voice like I think crying is is like such an underhanded dirty trick to play and I'm not saying that just women do it because I'm sure women in straight relationships have men that will cry too it's like the last it's like when you know you're wrong it's it'll it's the last thing in your arsenal to pull out just just screams of weakness to me like ugh, like I've got nothing you've made all of the points and I've got nothing left to argue about so I'm just going to cry. So she turns on the cry voice and my mom's getting like agitated now. My mom doesn't want any friction. It's New Year's Eve. And honestly, I had no intention of, of causing a big fight. I didn't, I wasn't going to talk to her. She initiated the argument. So she apologized to me and I just about shit myself. Uh, kind of, I guess she apologized. I mean, she said sorry for her part in it. And then she turned on the cry voice. And then she goes downstairs to her cellar where she belongs and she comes back upstairs and all of a sudden the whatever emotion there was whatever thing that made her want to cry or whatever was gone and she's like well you have to take responsibility for your part too and I was like okay <sighs> I should have known like why didn't I why didn't I fucking know that she's just crazy and that's okay and that's fine like my kid has no idea who she is what her name is he just knows that she's like fucking Gollum that comes from the depths every once in a while and he sees her I don't, I don't know. So what do I do? I mean, she's just crazy. She's always been crazy. 
and I just have to accept her at crazy value because that's what she is, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to do about the whole thing. Anyway, I don't want to get all emotional, but I guess I just really did for 15 minutes. It's like I was in a time warp there and something happened. But that's, so that's what's new. So I'm going to try my best to just be polite and go against every instinct in my body and not argue with her. Because I found that throughout this year, when she says weird things like how my kid looks like my cousin Sam before Sam started looking like a monkey, the old me would have said, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? But I said nothing. And you know what? It, it stopped it. The whole thing was just, it was over in a few sentences and I let it go and we left shortly thereafter and it was fine. So maybe the best plan of attack is no reaction instead of punching the wall like a fucking caveman. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. This is going to be a long, boring show. I feel sorry for you. I feel really sorry for you guys. Thank God Dr. Mike and Jolene are here. Hang on. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for the, to the uh, For Love of Medicine. This is our second segment for Sandra's show. Uh, and we, you were going to say, I got Jolene with this. is Dr. Mike introducing me, and I've got with me Jolene, of course. Hello. And uh, so we're doing our second segment. And like I said, we're trying to come up with something interesting and useful for everybody. And again, just to thank Sandra for having us on the show. I mean, that's, that's still an honor and we support her completely. And uh, so there were a couple things. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I have nothing because my brain is mush. I just completed final exams and uh, my plan is to not think. Okay. You can sit there and not think and then I'll give you, (laughs) tell me what you think about the things we're going to talk about. Okay. So the first one is just, I'm very good at giving my opinion. Yes, I know. And you'll tell me exactly what I need to think as well. Uh, so a couple things. Um, one is uh, talk about an interesting case. And I don't remember if I did this one on the podcast. Uh, Jolene tells me I didn't. But an interesting case. I'll tell you, a young woman who came in the office in her mid-20s who was not feeling well. She was tired and fatigued, a little bit overweight. and um, But otherwise, she, wasn't, she didn't have a strong medical history. You know, she wasn't a sickly person. But she was really freaking out that she was getting this sort of bluish discoloration on her hands. Uh, it looked like she, you know, was like blue in the face. Her lips were a little bit blue. She had some a bluish coloration to her face and on her hands and on her legs as well. And when you first come in and someone comes in like that, you check their oxygen, it's right? It's very scary, yeah. It is very scary. It looks like they're, you know, they're cyanotic. They're about to die on you. And there is... Or half a Smurf. Or half a Smurf. <laughs> I diagnosed her with Smurfism. Um, <laughs> So she had this really weird look to it, but her oxygen level was good. So I said, there's a couple of conditions where the hemoglobin changes and there's really bizarre things and she otherwise wasn't feeling too sick. So I was pretty confident if she had a normal blood pressure, she had a good oxygen level in her blood, which we can test in the office, that I could run some labs, have her come back in a couple of days and we'll figure out what's going on. Yes. So I get some blood work. I get a, I get a, a hemoglobin count, you know, see what our red blood cells are, and everything is looking good. She comes back. She's still feeling about the same. And I'm noticing that when I look at her in the, on her exam, her heart and lungs sound great. I mean, she was otherwise looking all right. And when I look at her again, I noticed that it was just really the fronts, the, the palms of her hands were blue, uh-huh. but not her wrists and not her arms otherwise, and her shins were bluish. Mm-hmm. And but a little bit on her face as well. And I said, do me a favor, put your hands in your pockets for a second. And I noticed that she came in with the exact same pair of black jeans. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> that she was wearing the previous time. She had just started a new job. And the other thing she said when we were visiting, 
I'm asking her a million different questions, and she said, yeah, and I'm noticing that when I when my towel is turning blue, <laughs> right? My towel is turning blue after I take a bath. This after the second or third visit? And I'm like, are these new pants? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I said, have you washed them then? She said, no. Oh, jeez. The blue dye, that, the dark blue dye that was making the jeans black yeah. was coming off on her hands and her shins. <laughs> Because she was just wearing them all the time. Like, she worked for these long hours with these jeans on. So did you diagnose her with I looked at her, I said, your labs are fine. And I looked and I went, it's the dye on your clothes that's coming off on your hands. And then I took a little alcohol, you know, a little alcohol on a swab and I rubbed it off. I'm like, it's coming off. It's dye. And the reason she had it on her face is because she was touching her face throughout the day. Right. So, so, yeah. Funny. So I diagnosed her with, uh, with acute smurfism. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. And then uh, the other thing in medicine that I'm sure people are hearing is, I think Sanjay Gupta reported this on CNN, There's a, uh, they find that there's no value in taking vitamins. I will go more into detail about that in the future. I disagree with that. Unless you have a deficiency. Right. But since we don't, we don't test for vitamin deficiencies on a regular basis. But that's that's the trick. Maybe you should. They're, I mean, if you're coming in and saying... I I feel this. I'm worried that I have this vitamin right. deficiency. Then you get you, tested. You could chase after vitamin B12 deficiencies and folate mm -hmm. deficiency and vitamin D deficiency. Right. But even just running a vitamin D deficient, the vitamin D level is like 150 bucks. So. Well, run a bunch of vitamin panels, and you're going to run into a lot of money but that what, the insurance but is going to But you're going to narrow down which vitamins to test for by their symptoms. That's true, but, hy but hypovitaminosis is really tough to diagnose. But my my concern is people are taking all sorts of, not just vitamins, not a multivitamin, they're but taking, they're taking weird yes. supplements yeah. that their neighbor down the street took, and it was fantastic for them, and now all of a sudden, oh, well, I must take right. that because that's I want to feel fantastic, right. and you don't know what the heck that person was going through in order to need that supplement, right. which made that awesome turnaround, so my... My whole philosophy is I need to know why I'm taking it. Well, here's the other thing. It's really hard. I mean, if you're shopping, and I think Canada is probably the same, if you're shopping in a regular store and you're buying stuff off the shelf, it's really hard not to get your vitamins because if you buy... You know, if you buy a Quaker Oats breakfast bar, or if you buy a, a, a Special K protein bar, or if you buy a Cliff bar, yeah, or yeah, if you yeah, buy yeah. cereal, we get it, right? right? Anything you buy is going to be vitamin fortified. Now, that's actually sure. a marketing and selling point. But that's also loaded a, way, with vitamins. a way we got rid of uh, vitamin deficiency. You didn't want me to talk about all the day. vitamin bars available? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I got the point. Um, it, I, I think it's, and it almost kind of sounds funny coming from somebody in alter, alternative medicine yeah. saying, uh, slow down on the supplements. Yeah. But it really is true. You need to know why you're taking it because right. you need to. You can't just say, I must a, be low on everything. If you're treating a symptom or you're treating one thing without the full picture, then you're missing the point. And well, you could be doing more harm than good. And it's probably better just to get, just to improve the diet. That's oh, the bigger thing. Well, that's like, that's performing a miracle, you know? Like, uh -huh. you, right. you can hope and dream. And then there's the people that say, and, and I don't know how valid this is, but there, there, there's the whole story about the, the farmlands are depleted. 
and as a result, they don't, you know, it's too expensive oh, to buy the right fertilizers to replete the I land. So I can't talk about nutrition. It gets me all worked up yeah, and crazy. But okay. the point being is if you feel like you might have a vitamin deficiency, talk to your doctor about maybe getting tested for it. Okay. It, it may cost a little money, but at least you'll know, yes, it's vitamin deficiency. No, it's not. Maybe we should chase down another and, rabbit. And if that's something you're concerned hole. about, yeah, a naturopath would be the way to go. Naturopaths are also MDs, and that would be a reasonable way because they're also very proficient at testing for those kinds of things. Uh, That's good advice. And then the last thing that we'll talk about, the last two new guidelines came out for basically heart health. One is for blood pressure and the other one is for cholesterol. The blood pressure one was just released. Yes. So forever to get released. I saw that one. It was um, changed for people over 60. Exactly. Over the age of 60, blood pressure got a little bit. It gives them a little easier goal to shoot for, right? Right. Well, you start treating now instead of 140 over 90, you treat... 150 over 90, and you try to get them a little bit lower than that, and however low, as so long as they don't have side effects, you go They're for close. people. Yeah, They're for people close to 50 under 60. If you're good. Uh, people under uh, under 60, it didn't really change, and for people with diabetes, it really didn't change that much either. Basically, 140 over 90 is your goal, is your threshold, and you treat to lower than that. We used to push for 120 over 80, and we would drive people to that point. They found it didn't make much of a difference. Right. Okay. All right. Well, so that's it. Long Shen segment. Oh, yeah, well, it happens. Yeah. We haven't done a segment in a while, so Shenjing. Bing. Well, Jesus Christ, thank God. We've had two funny segments, and I'm the fucking Debbie Downer of this whole fucking thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the blue jeans thing, that's something stupid that I would do. I'd get my sweaty, greasy paws in a pair of jeans and rub it all over my face and think I was dying. <sighs> awesome. All right, so should we wrap this up then? I ruined your days. No, right? No. Go on. I'm adorable. Yes, yes, it's true. Uh, okay, I don't know. Uh, I'm very happy we have listeners in Florida. I don't think I've ever had in any way, shape, or form a listener in Florida. That's fantastic. And Brazil. No fucking idea. What else is weird? Ireland. Norway. Finland. New Zealand. Australia. I can't find any of these places on a map. Please don't ask me where they are. England, right? I don't know the difference between England and Wales. Is there a difference? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, if you want me, you can get me at changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. I made a change of address thing on Facebook, so you can check that out. You can post things about things and stuff about stuff and tell me about your fucked up weird family. If you want. I mean, that's cool. I hate starting these and I hate ending them. I don't really have a song. I don't want to play a song. I don't want to play a song. Maybe I'll just sing some more. What should we sing? The itsy bitsy spider climbed up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. Then the itsy bitsy spider went up the spout again. You can also make that eensy weensy. There's an option there. Itsy bitsy eensy weensy. Both. Both good. Both equal. Both wonderful. I'm out of here. Have a good week. Don't cry. I'm really sorry this podcast sucked. I'm really sorry it did. But I got, I got my feelings out, you know? I got to share. Got some therapy. Some free therapy. <laughs>